Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to talk about the January stats, everybody's favorite. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hope you had a great week. Uh, We have the January stats to talk about. Our timing is never exactly great because the stats come out and then it seems like we're recording six or seven days later, just the way it goes. Um, But the stats are out and we're going to talk about them. And it seems like right now people are even more interested than normal in what's going on in the market for obvious reasons. Um, So yeah, should be, should be an interesting conversation today. Um, What's your take on the market right now, Leslie? Like, have you noticed anything in particular? Um. I have noticed slightly increased amount of houses on the market for sale. Mm -hmm. Maybe not as much as typical this time of year. I have noticed buyers coming back. Mm. Yeah. Um, Buyers who I, you know, I don't know if they, buying back might not be the right word because I don't know if they went away. Um, But... um, I have noticed an ongoing concern or hesitation or inertia and a lack of sense of urgency. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I would say the same. The only thing is um, I do see more things selling. Maybe like I had that, um, well, first of all, we I think we had touched on that place I had in Pickering, rural Pickering mm-hmm. for sale. And um, I did get five offers there. Mm-hmm. Right. So the buyers are coming back. Yeah. When it's good Mm -hmm. property Mm -hmm. um, and it's priced well. So in this case, we had five offers. Um, It didn't go nearly as much over asking as it would have a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the frenzy maybe wasn't there. But I think the price was good. I mean, they they, um, sold for a million. I had it listed for eight ninety nine, so sold for uh, a million, and they bought it. I think it was four years ago for six something. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- things are not dismal, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe last year in the height of the market they would have got one point one, or maybe one point two, but now they got a million, mm-hmm. and they're not complaining. No, right. So you know. That's, it is what it is. Yeah, so I think maybe buyers are coming back, but they're not coming back with that emotional, you know, zest, like that drive. That's right. I think I think it's just, even when, in this particular case, I had a lot of showings and there was, and that was a good, I mean, I had a lot of showings for this market we're in. I think we had 40. That's a lot of showings. Yeah, th- 38 showings or something. Oh, and I know I did the open houses and, um, you know, one day in particular was, uh, very busy. The yeah. other day, I think only wasn't as busy because of weather, but right. very busy and uh, a lot of interest. But again, speaking to my earlier assessment of kind of inertia or hesitation, people loved it, thought the price was right. We're just, mm, I don't know. 
like mm-hmm. yeah but that didn't translate with yeah. five offers yeah. that was yeah. fantastic yeah. um so yeah that was that was great we were excited to see that and then i i also on other good news i had a condo that's been listed forever mm-hmm. because it was an assignment sale and now it's gone you know then it went and assignment sales for are real very sale. hard to sell yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh and then it was like r- real sale on the mls and and uh, everything in this building they're all new everything's selling and our we got an offer and um yeah there's and there's showings like things mm-hmm. are happening so i i i feel like you know if the properties are good mm-hmm. then there doesn't seem to be too much delay yeah so maybe the January stats are just a few steps behind what we've started to see since maybe the 1st of February. Maybe. Um, I think the February stats, based on what I've seen just in the last, what is it, eight days, I think the February stats will show a reversal of that trend. Maybe not significantly, but I think a little bit of a pump up. Is a little, on. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do anticipate things will pick up after family day. Yeah. Um, because I people are talking about listing yeah. after family day. I think we have yeah. at least one coming out after that, maybe yeah. two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh starting to mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Starting to move. Mm-hmm. Um certain markets though I notice slower than others. So um Hamilton really slow. It might be one of the softer markets right now. I'd say uh Mississauga is very slow. Yeah. And I, that surprises me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has not picked up yet. Um, yeah, Oakville starting to seem like it's moving a little bit. Um, the East end is on fire. Scarborough and and it it continues. Very good. Yeah. But even in, in, you know, downtown Toronto, it seems like condos are moving, Mm -hmm. uh, but houses just slower, Mm -hmm. but you know, anything that's priced low, that's intended to go to, for lack of a better term, a bidding war, uh, th- that seems, those seem to be selling well mm-hmm. and people that have priced appropriately, they seem to be sitting, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a lot of, you know, right now it's a lot about strategy. So mm-hmm. if you are thinking about selling, you got to be really careful about the pricing strategy that you go with, really analyze what's working in that neighborhood or that area or in that building. Mm-hmm. And if everybody's doing a pursuing low, a certain strategy. Yeah, a certain strategy. It's should. kind of the expectation. And yeah. people wouldn't know what to do right. with a different approach. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I do think that um, the approach you take depends on the type of property it is, where it is, the amount of activity, um, and it's not the same answer for everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, strategy counts. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's get to the stats for this month. Um, it was, uh, January was slow. Very slow. I felt it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It felt like December. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt like I was on holiday or something. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Um, you know, we had more interest rates, another interest rate Mm -hmm. rise. We had a lot of, yeah, inertia, I think is the best way to Mm -hmm. phrase it. People just waiting for something. Mm -hmm. So as a result of that, basically we had 44.6% less sales from the year before. Excuse me. I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. Okay. But keep going. Okay. Now, having said that the year before January, 2022, January and February in the first part of March of 2022 were insane. It's stupid, crazy. Yeah. The busiest we've ever seen. I talk about this every day when people 
you know, see numbers like these. Right. And uh, we need to be comparing <coughs> April me. over April, May over May. Like those, that's going to make more sense. But for right now, up until yeah. To look at what happened last January, February. Oh my God. Is not a fair yeah. statistic to put any weight in. Yeah. Last January, prices were up like 45%. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we've talked about this and we talked about this before we started talking today even, that I believe a more true comparison would be January 23 to, to um, January 21 or January 20. Yes. And just forget about those three, four, two months that happened a year ago. Yeah. Because they did not make any sense. No, none. And um, I think that our focus on year over year for those when the one of the years is so crazy distorts everything yes yeah. and you know with your house that sold in rural picking pickering recently so they may have gotten one one last january yeah but what would they have gotten in january the year before that right maybe you know i would as- expect and i haven't researched it that they got like a a general great kind of balanced increase since that so yes. forget it forget yes. the one one of a right. year ago it should never have happened and, right and for you homeowner it didn't happen right so if you're really concerned am i up or am i down look to the january the year before and i'm sure in the case of that rural house they were up from yes from right and just re- just remember like it only took four years for them to make four hundred and fifty thousand. Right. right four years yeah so you know yeah where else are you going to make that yeah, you're not you're not making that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's that. But um, you know, but there's no denying, and we're not hiding anything. Um, a drop in almost forty five percent in the number of sales is yeah, massive. it's dismal. That's massive. Yeah, yeah. And so we're not. That's not talking about value. That's talking about number yeah, of transactions. That's that's right. awful. Yeah, but and and then really, that's probably the only reason why we're sale prices have not fallen further is because you know we're still really in the middle of this inventory crisis where no sales are happening because we also have no listings Mm -hmm. Um, i mean you remember like last february i had people buy a place that sold for 45 percent more than the very same place sold for in november that's right three two months before it's crazy that so so is that um february number valid for anything right no i know it wasn't then and it's not now yeah exactly Mm -hmm. But the um, number of transactions, uh, that, that is concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So 44%. Um, the average selling price for January 2023 was a million and 38. And that was just slightly lower than December. Right. And it was down 16.4% from last January. So we've just, we've just talked about that. Yeah. Don't and again, last January to, was yeah. up, I think, 40%. Yeah, percent yeah. don't want to beat that horse anymore. Yeah, I, I worry that, you know, we uh, we clearly love real estate and we come across as biased, but I think it's not. It's common sense. Mm-hmm. So how can you rely on something that was 45% more than it, what it should have been? Yeah, we have to look at, mm-hmm. eliminate the outliers. In these, but there's um, no denying that, you know, there's, you know, prices are lower than last year. I would say prices are higher than the year before that. Yeah. But it's not, we're not seeing the, like the crazy escalation that we have in years past. It's yeah. a moderate kind of more balanced um, increase. It's a steady, steady goes the road kind of thing. That's think. right. Yeah. You know, um, not hearing this, it's not a time in my mind to not think of selling. Mm-hmm. Like I, the people that say, well, I'm not going to sell now because last year I would have made so much money. I right. don't really understand that train of thought. 
No, no, because I. Well, you didn't. Yeah. So here we are. It's not money well, you how had. Does that, yeah, you didn't yeah. have that. Yeah, right? yeah. So why why would that affect your decision now? Yeah, the fake the fake money thing is a weird one for me. Yeah, we hear it all the time. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I do get that. Like, I'm not going to do now because it was so much more last year. So is it the is it? Yeah, that's what I say. You didn't sell last year. You didn't get that money. Is it that they think it's going to rebound to that like next year? Is that the thinking? I guess so. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I and like, how do they know that? Right. What evidence are they looking to that prices will be 45% more next year? Right. And I kind of get it because I'm not thinking about selling my house, but I do think, ooh, had I have sold it last year, it would have been worth <laughs> X. Yeah. And I and this year, did sell and I think, ooh, I was um, happy you're I lucky. did when I did. And I then I think, those, well, if those... I sold it now, I'd only get X. But I'm not planning on selling it. So right. it doesn't, it, it's all irrelevant. Yeah. But, but, you know, you do, there is that weird little, you know, and I, I guess... think of my overall kind of portfolio of properties and think oh I guess it's psychologically impossible not to think that I guess I know those people for example that bought last February for 45 percent more than the same place sold two months before they have contacted me and said oh my gosh oh my gosh they were freaking out and I you know maybe flippantly I think I've told this story before maybe flippantly said oh oh I didn't know you were thinking of selling right well, we're not. Well, who cares? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. You can't change yeah. it now. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not so, selling, who cares? Don't worry about it. But yeah. is it enough of a reason to consider not selling? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't sell if I had bought in that craziness. But if you've owned your house, you've made, you know, money on your house. Yeah. Your life uh, requires a change right now. The market or these numbers, to me, don't indicate a reason not to, to move ahead. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, because yeah. I do get people asking, oh, the market's soft and should I sell? Mm-hmm. Well, like, do you have to sell? I mean, I guess that's... If you didn't have to sell, would you sell now? I No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I didn't have to. I mean, unless I had a... You know, if I, was, if I wanted to sell because I wanted to downsize, for example, I don't have to do it, but I'd like to do it because the market would work in my favor that way, mm-hmm. right? Because both yeah. properties. Right. So then I probably would. Yeah, I agree. If if you're, that's what I say, if your lifestyle or life it. events, yeah. um, you know, indicate it's the best thing to do for you right now, then I wouldn't hesitate. But also, you know, at the back of my mind, something just thinks like, how much more can you ask of your property? If you've held it for you know a, a certain number yeah or 10 years, number of years. Yeah. I mean not only have you had a great place to live but you've made a whack of money even if it's not the same of money you would have made a year ago like how much more can you ask of that right. house yeah so I kind of think Be so grateful for what, if my for life what if it was something I was thinking of for whatever reason either downsizing you know divorce having kids having kids leave Whatever the reason is, if I've held on to my house and made some money on it, I would I yeah. would see no reason right. not to sell. So right. I would say yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. And I think for a lot of people right now, you know, it comes down to interest rates and and their monthly payments and and I think that's a great opportunity for people to sell and downsize because if you don't maybe have to, but why struggle with the higher payments if you could eliminate some of that mortgage and buy something smaller? Um, you know, that's these people are in the perfect opportunity to sell and buy something because mm-hmm. they'll get something less. Right. Um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of reasons why I would. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, if I, let's say if you had a property and you were planning on moving to another province, would, you know, would you sell it now and do that? I sure. Why not? Exactly. I wouldn't hold off just because I'm waiting for prices to come up. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about the actual prices specifically. Because yeah, like, I back on before you move on, like I think about that. So like our house, we bought it for I think six fifty, right. and we sold it fifteen laters for um, for more than a million more than that. Right. And so if I we needed to sell, but if we like so, oh I could have made say I say we made a million. Uh, oh, I could have made a million fifty if I waited and didn't make a million right. that I wanted to make. Like, to <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. I don't, silly. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, like you can only ask so much right. of a property, right? And it becomes sometimes like a weird, almost like a weird greed. Yes, with people too. Yeah, it's like what, what? How much do you need? And is it because we've had so many years of I think straight so. just crazy growth? Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, to all of a sudden be faced with. Um, you know, making a decision that might not be that craziness. I'm not going to get the right. lineup around the block. Well, maybe you, there's a feeling of having missed the boat. Yeah. And I've often mentioned this, this house a few a number of times here on this podcast, these people who were listed and it told me that they needed to get 1.6 for the house. They bought it for 500,000 and because the neighbors got 1.9, they thought they should get 1.65. And I'm like, but that's not, but you're getting like they were offered a hundred less than that. They wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. And now we'll try to sell it again. But if they don't get the number they want, they're going to rent and hold on. And I, and I, and I said very clearly, I don't understand why you have this arbitrary number in your head. Well, we think that's what it's worth. Yeah. Why? But the market doesn't think that. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. You know, the number of times we talk about, well, I need this out of it. Who cares? What you need is not relevant to the trans- also don't A buyer doesn't care what you need. Right. And I know they don't need yeah. it because I help them right. buy something else. And but, so in this case, I, I think that's almost like a, a greed situation yeah. in a way. It's like, yeah. I want this amount of money. Yeah. Well, people often say, I need this. Or they say, I put this amount of money into it. So it's worth this. Well... No. Yeah. The mar- the market. <laughs> that was your decision. It's only that worth what decision. someone's going to pay. Yeah. That's yeah. it. There's so many. So the only thing that matters is what someone's going to pay. Yeah. And these market forces, what you personally put into it or expect out of it or what yeah. happened down what the street we think. is all irrelevant. Right. It's, you know, what Joe Smith who comes through the door thinks. That's right. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual numbers. We've got um, an average price in the 416 of 1.486. That was down, not the largest, but it was down 21.3% from last year. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, um, 2021, the average price in January was 1.581. But in uh, 2020, the average price was 1.369. Mm-hmm. So up a fair bit from 2020, down. Yeah, I can't remember January 2021. Down from. Sounds like it was COVID sounds crazy good still. Too. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know that all of COVID. Yeah, all of COVID. Great. Yeah. Um, average price in the 905 for detached, just shy of 1.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was down 23.8% from the year before. None of these numbers are shocking at all. Mm-hmm. What is shocking to me, though, is that the largest decrease in price was for semi-detached in both the 416 and the 905. So let's think about why that might have been. I don't even think I could. 
Yeah, so they went down 22% in the 416 and 23% in the 905. Mm-hmm. Not, there's not a ton of semis in the 905. No. Not like there are mm-hmm. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. I don't can't really think of an automatic answer to why that would have been. No. Mm-hmm. Condo prices were down too, and we've seen those have been pretty flat or even slight increases over the last few months. Uh, but condo prices were down in Toronto 6.4%. And it brought the average condo to 711. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm, and down in the 9052 to 10.3. So there was really nothing that performed better than other. I mean, the condo market, not bad, but I mean, certainly, yeah, there was nothing to write home about it either way. Right. Days on market uh, were double. Uh, we had 29 days this January and 13 the day before, or the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, new listings were also down from 2022. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they were seven, 7,600 new listings as opposed to 8,000. So, um, you know, there's that to consider. And then also the active listings. We had 9,300 active listings this January, and we only had four thousand the year before and that is contrary to what it feels like so did you just say we had almost double the number of new listings this january so that doesn't um does it seem right that doesn't reflect what i know was feeling no same that's a that's a big increase big increase i would have thought it might go the other way I would have thought that too. And then not a, not as much, but no, yeah, I, I don't, don't know where those that. new listings are. Yeah. You that, know, are I don't all... see that. No, I, I don't understand that number. No, I definitely, I definitely don't either, but yeah. So, uh, so in conclusion, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little, and going forward. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly have some predictions. All right. Let's hear those then. I think, uh, I think it's going to be flat probably until fall. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to start to see things picking up in the fall. I think it'll be a combination of people just getting used to the interest rates and how it is. And this pent up demand that we've been seeing, and I think people are going to realize, okay, well, I got to make a move. What's, what am I waiting for? And I think, I think we might start to see a little bit of that toward the end of spring, but I think by fall we'll be starting to pick up again. Yeah, have they said whether there's going to be another interest rate announcement? I think there's... I, there's two schools of thought on yeah. that. I don't think there's going to be another yeah. one. Uh, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. So I Yeah, could, I was reading I yesterday. They, they have started to see some of the intended mm-hmm. um, consequences of what they've done. So I think they're happy with how it's working. Yes, um, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about that longer, but, um, so maybe that will, yeah, uh, cause them to kind of cut it out for now. I did, uh, I was just at a conference, uh, in the U S and there was, um, somebody who came up to talk a lot about interest rates in the U S and they have over the last several months been trending downward, mm-hmm. even though there's been more increases, right? The, from the, Bank of America, they are the actual banks themselves, you know, are, are giving more discounts and things like, so the, they are slightly trending down every month. So they're taking the information from the Bank of America and kind of bucking that trend and saying, thank you very much, sirs. And then doing their own thing, which is going down a bit. 
So um, in Canada, I don't think we see that um, deviation from yeah. Yeah. From the recommendation. No, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I don't think we ever have. But there's, yeah, it's, they have more competition there, I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, So that was interesting to see when you look at sort of the overall charts. There there are actually pretty positive signs in the U.S. um, of where the trends are going from, you know, a lending perspective, but also from a housing perspective. And you can definitely see there are markets in the U.S. that are picking up now mm-hmm. and starting to heat up again. Yeah, and, and as with most, all over most and, things, we follow the states, you know, yeah. it takes it was a bit of a lag. That's right. But what happens there ends up happening here. Exactly. Often. Yeah. In, in every facets of life. Yeah. Facets. The other interesting trend, though, was how many, and we may have talked about this before, but how many people have left the real estate industry? It's in the you mean, U.S. You mean shocking. how many people working in it? Working in it. How mm-hmm. many realtors have actually left the industry? And companies closing. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these fly-by-night discount brokerages. And well, stuff, all the things all that, up. all the, uh, you know, models and businesses that popped up during the craziness of COVID, you know, don't really have the legs in an unstable market. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've so seen that some of that here. We have. Mm-hmm. We have seen some of that here. And I think uh, I think that will that will continue yeah, because I we agree. do lag behind. I agree. Um, and that's going to be interesting to see because, you know, I've dealt with in the last week dealings with two very inexperienced younger realtors who I'm going to say in both cases have gotten themselves into almost gotten themselves into big trouble. Oh, one of them put an offer in on a property I had listed with the wrong deposit. She didn't mean to do it. She put in the paperwork. It said the the wrong number in the agreement of purchase and sale. She put 20% down as a deposit. And I was like, wow, on this property, that's a huge deposit. And as we were about to sign back, called me and said, Oh my God, I made a mistake. Now, had we have accepted that agreement, and and I was an idiot, and I, you know, just wasn't a nice person, uh, that buyer would have been on the hook for coming up with a hundred thousand more dollars than he intended to have, which obviously he wouldn't have had, and he would have been in big was trouble. Was that a typo, or she just didn't understand this, the process? I she didn't understand, and they both signed it, right? So, like, she signed it, her buyer. So signed she was it. thinking down payment. She was thinking down payment. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a that's a massive mistake mm-hmm. that. I said, no problem. Now, when I told my seller, who is not maybe, you know, she was like, well, we should have just taken it. And I said, we're not, I'm not in the business to screw anybody over. Yeah. That's not going to help anyone. Yeah, because, you know, you want to help both parties close a transaction. I, I, yeah. I honestly, like yeah. I had somebody send in an offer one time with a, with an extra zero. Yeah. And I and I knew it was a mistake, and yeah. I called her on so it you're right not away. Gonna, not going to hold them to that. I'm not going to. The only to. personal experience I have with that is I had a friend who submitted an offer on behalf of a client, and I I don't know ex- the, remember the exact numbers, but I guess their offer was maybe for example supposed to be six ninety five. Yeah, and she did like nine sixty five. Right. So 300,000 more than they had wanted to offer. (laughs) Right. And, you know, she, when she realized her mistake, contacted the listing agent and said, it was obvious she'd made, and like, they're both going to say, oh, of course you did. Right. Of course, we we accept what you, but there are some people that wouldn't, but if you don't, then you're running the risk. It's just not going to close. It's going to fall through anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And not not to mention like, what kind of a person are you? Right. Yeah. Um, What was the other one? The other one was the, so in the listing, 
this was a investment property and in the listing, it said it was a legal duplex. And so when I, when we did the offer, my client was very particular about having, wanting a legal duplex. And so to, you know, to, to do our due diligence, we asked for the zoning certificate, like the legal duplex zoning certificate from the city. And we made it as a condition. And so they get the paperwork from the city. It's not a legal duplex. And what's worse is that she said to me, well, it's, a, it's actually legal non-conforming, which is a different sort of a situation I won't go into now. But that also was not true. So the end result is, you know, it was completely wrong. Now, we put it in as a condition. So, but it, had we have not have put it, had we not have put that in as a condition and it closed and we found out that it was not legal, they would have been in some serious trouble, right? Like my client could have gone back to sue. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, it's funny, we, we've helped them by putting this in as Mm -hmm. a condition Mm -hmm. because we almost were able to, not that you'd want to sue, but you were almost, you know, could have held their feet to the fire. Now it's your call what you want to do. Yeah. Janelle and I talked about this before, um, starting today and um i was you know in real estate you can learn something every day because i i'm sure that i've been in that position and not included that condition yeah i'm sure that i have yeah i don't think everybody cares right like the reality of of the situation in ontario for just for everybody who's interested it's about 90 percent they say of properties that are duplexed are not legal no it's very rare yeah, very rare. So, um, but some people like my my client really it was really important to him. So, um so we checked. We double checked. Now, for most people and I've purchased a million duplexes for people. Um, you know, and mostly when they're legal, the certificate is uploaded to the listing almost all the time. And so, if it wasn't, I would probably I've asked for it before. Uh, but in this case, I've, you know, was right in the offer as part of the part of the uh, requirements Mm -hmm. so those are two pretty major errors so yeah so on what basis did that listing agent think it was first of all legal and then legal non-conforming i don't know the legal non-conforming she said she talked to the city and that's what they told her but we talked to the city and that's not what they told us so um i think the i think it was an assumption it was an assumption assumption. made Mm -hmm. And then when her and I, she's a lovely person. And when her and I talked about it, the first time I said, look, this is the situation. She was like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's not legal. Most aren't legal. So it's not up to her to they're not, determine. Right. If it's and a big I deal. said, like, mm-hmm. I, I need to tell you, you should probably stop talking. Like that could get you in a lot of trouble. Like that would end up, you know, if, if you said that to me and I went back to my client and he didn't know any better and said, okay, no problem let's just go for it. And then the city shuts us down or something like that would be a Rico case in 30 seconds. Like Mm -hmm. that is, you can't, you can't try to convince me to try to convince him. This is okay. Like that's not something you can do. Mm -hmm. And so, but again, not like no, um, malintent, just very inexperienced. Mm -hmm. And so I recognize in both of these cases, there's a lot of people in the industry like that. And I, and I just, I don't know how they will continue um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, the numbers in of real estate agents locally has just, you know, gone crazy since we started for sure. But I think especially since COVID, when maybe people, um, you know, the word pivot had lost their jobs or whatever and had yeah. or, or had to pivot, um, 
real estate may have been seen as an easy switch, a quick fix, maybe. I think so. And um, those people might be really vulnerable right now. And, and if we see people leaving the business, I think it would first be those people. Yeah, I think so. And I think... Um, Especially because now, you know, jobs are plentiful. And, yeah. And they, you know, a lot of people are going back to what they did before. And you've got to be really, you know, again, careful about who you're hiring, making sure those people really are on top of their game right now mm -hmm. because they're just, I'm seeing more things fall through the crack. There's a lot of desperation from, I think, both sellers and agents. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people who aren't making any money and they're desperate mm -hmm. and they'll do whatever they need to do in order to pay the bills and things will fall through the cracks. And so now is probably the time just to really you know, cross your T's and mm -hmm. dot your I's. And I, and I will admit I am often not as I'm careful about my own clients, but all of a sudden now I need to be careful about mm -hmm. the other agents mm -hmm. for the first time. Mm -hmm. And so now, and in this particular instance with the duplex situation, like I said, her and I had a conversation last night and I said, like you, you need to also protect your sellers because you know, you have to make sure that they don't get stuck into hot water later on too. And I, and I'm trying to help her along, mm -hmm. be, you know, cause she's suggesting things and wanting to, well, I'll just tell them to do this. So I'll say, no, you can't do that. You need to have a conversation mm -hmm. about why this is a risk for them. Right. right. I did have someone who bought a non-legal, um, place and, I believe we, if I recall right, we knew that it was non-legal and then did the work to make it legal. Yeah. And, that, it, and that's what this, and it wasn't in this case, at least it was not prohibitive. No. And mm -hmm. I don't think this, mm -hmm. this right. client of mine, uh, that's exactly what they will do. And yeah. I don't think they're going, it's going to be a big deal yeah, at all. I, yeah. So Especially with this particular property, because, and this is helpful, I think for everybody to know, it's been used as a duplex all its life. Yeah. And it's very separated. There's all kinds of, all the legalities are there in terms yeah. of means of egress and all of that. It's not even a basement apartment, which often you see in Hamilton, by the way, is like a lot of apartments, a lot of three-story homes. So their apartment is not in the basement. Okay. Um, this is a main, you know. Yes. There is there is a, a basement unit like basement space, but not used for an apartment, so it makes it easier yeah. to zone. Yeah, yeah, I do now. I, you know, I know it depends on the city mm -hmm. how much work mm -hmm. it needs to go that you need to put into it. Mm -hmm. um, and as a as a investor, if you are planning on buying one of these places that aren't legal, and I'm not recommending you do or don't, um, you know, just know that if you want to legalize it, it can be done. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, uh, you know, you just, you want to make sure that your bases are covered with um, understanding the city bylaws and zoning. And if there is somebody in the basement apartment or in an apartment, you know, are there two means of egress? Is there enough space for them mm -hmm. to make sure that they can exit safely? Like those are, you know, things that are on you, that are your responsibility. And we're seeing all kinds of crazy things happening with mm -hmm. people renting out rooms and locks on doors and you know we've all heard it in the news and so yeah we, we just we have to be careful mm -hmm. as landlords and as tenants too right yeah. like as tenants yeah. and at the same time kind of on the flip side we have a housing crisis here that's right and at least in the city of toronto and i think even more broadly um you know there's uh 
there's a favoritism towards providing additional housing opportunities in existing homes for people, I think. Yes. So yes. I don't see like a big crackdown by the city on on illegal like basement apartments, for example, they're not knocking on doors. Yeah, like I think, uh, no. Although, you would know more about that than me. Yes, they, they knocked on my door oh. for the one of my properties in Windsor mm-hmm. and have shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I I probably will plan to legalize all of my, right. hadn't, right. hadn't done so it. So for now, you can't rent out that space? No. Right. No, no. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm surprised... Any city is Me doing too. That. I think this was a very vindictive move from the upper tenant. I don't know these people. I'm oh, I see. So it's instigated. Instigated by the upper oh, tenant who yeah. was that apparently makes, complaining so that about makes everything. Sense to me. Yeah. I think that's the only grounds on which the city would yes. get involved. I agree. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Then. And I think they're not uh, they're not just out there going after No. No. Yeah, so it has to be prompted by yeah, somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. But you know, as a landlord, if you have a property management company that's making sure things look good and they're doing their tests and their checks. And, you know, every year I make sure they're replacing batteries and the smoke detectors and making sure that the carbon monoxide detectors are working and yeah, all but, that kind of stuff. You just have to make sure yeah. that they're doing their due diligence. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't want to give the impression that because something is not a legal use, it doesn't mean that there's anything unsafe about it. That's right. It doesn't have to mean that. I mean. It doesn't have to mean it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it doesn't, right? Yeah. I think probably more often it doesn't. Yeah. Probably, probably more often if you had asked someone to come in and look, they yeah. would say it's legal. That's right. Like quite often there's very little di- significant or obvious difference. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all egress and it's all fire. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, good. So that's, uh, I guess, our little rant about the market. But it'll be really interesting to see what happens this I month, think, like you so said. So I think there's going to be a slight change of trend. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not say, saying it's going to be positive numbers, but I don't think it's going to be as negative. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think so either. So let's, let's just see. Let's mm-hmm. just see where we're at. Mm-hmm. I think that's, um, that's really all we can do, yeah. you know, yeah. is hope for the best. And yeah. Uh, okay, well, listen, everybody, if you have any questions about anything or there's anything you would like to contribute uh, to our thoughts about this matter or anything else, just let us know. We're happy to help. And uh, make sure that you're following us on all of our social channels at the Janelle Cameron team. And in the meantime, we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.